Have you enjoyed the music this morning? Say amen. amen. It really has been wonderful. Thank you. All the musicians, all the singers. Um, I know you guys are practicing. We're not even thinking about it during the week. And uh, thank you so much for taking us to the throne this morning. I just want to thank everybody, the <clears throat> parking lot, ushers, maintenance, children's church workers, everybody out there that's just kind of made all this happen today. Nursery workers, um, you're introducing children, their first impression on church. Amen. So thanks to all the nursery workers that just allow all this to happen today and just want to, again, just celebrate the teamwork uh, at Grace Baptist Church. You guys do church in a really good way, and uh, you're very intentional, very passionate about it, and uh, it's a fun place to be as a guest missionary to know that you're very focused on getting God's work done and doing it well. <clears throat> I want to pass out some cards. Could I get a, just a little bit of help from a few ushers or a few people to just pass? If every family unit would take one of these, every family unit um, would take one of these cards. These are not frequent flyer miles or anything. Don't get too excited. Um, there's no coupons, Brother Red, so don't get too excited. It's just, this just a sponsorship card. But um, these, uh, I want to pass these out and just let you have these in your hand because today, at the end of the service, I'm going to be asking you again to sponsor a child in Asia. <clears throat> and first, I want to thank everyone who has helped these children through the years. Um, you have brought the gospel to many children by bringing God's love through food, medicine, health care, education, getting them out of a very dark pit of poverty. Um, you kind of lifted them up. You brought hope to their little lives. In that process, Jesus is introduced to them, who is the answer. Amen. And those, through your child sponsorships, you have helped many, many Asia children, many children in Asia uh, through these efforts. So I want to thank all of you who have been helping these children uh, throughout the last few years. Today I'm back again. We do this once a year. And I'm asking for your help again. But I want to pass these cards out first. Kind of let you have them in your hand. I don't want to blindside you later. Like hey give me money or nothing like that. I want you to hold it and just prayerfully. Listen to the Lord this morning. And ask him if he would allow you to do it again. One more year. It's a one year commitment. <clears throat> Uh, please make all of your checks out to Grace Baptist Church. Don't give me any money personally. I don't get any of this money. It all goes to the MANA office in Fort Worth, Texas, and then it's distributed all around the world. And for this particular church, it's going to go to Asia. And today, we're actually doing something a little bit different. Uh, we have... Uh, God has brought us together with Dave and Karen Freeman. You, have, you know those missionaries, do you not, in Nepal? And I know you've been supporting them for many years. Good missionaries, great reputation in their town. And there are orphans just running everywhere around Dave and Karen Freeman. <clears throat> and the Lord's brought us together to try to help these orphans in Kathmandu, Nepal. And so beginning today... Any child you sponsor, that money is going to go into Kathmandu, Nepal. And we're going to be building an orphanage for these kids. We're going to try to get them all in school, get them eating right every day, whatever medical needs they have. And we'll talk more about that as time goes on. It's going to be a long-term endeavor. 
Uh, won't won't happen in a hurry, but um, that's where your particular sponsorships are going to go beginning this year into Kathmandu, Nepal. And so I just want to kind of give you a heads up on that and celebrate that the Lord has brought us together with an excellent missionary couple doing a good work in Kathmandu. And so these little kiddos in Nepal will be your kids uh, as the years go on. So pray about that today. Again, all this goes through Grace Baptist Church offerings, and each month they send all the money to the MANA office. Again, I'm supported out of your Faith Promise missions giving. That's how I do my work, and that's how I live. And so uh, I don't get any proceeds from the child sponsorships. It all goes to the children. Ninety percent of every dollar goes to the children directly. Ten percent gets left out for overhead and all that kind of stuff. But I don't get any of that. Nobody gets that money. Um, Also, you can begin doing it today if you want to sponsor a child today, or you can... Maybe pray over it tonight and bring your card back next week or something and start doing it next week if you so choose. But that's on the agenda today, and that's why I'm here uh, partially is to encourage you and ask for your help uh, for these children and Kathmandu as we endeavor to rescue those little kids and really help them come to know the Lord and be soldiers of the cross and walk with Jesus. Amen? That's our, that's our ultimate goal. <clears throat> Well, I want to, again, say uh, greetings from Asia, greetings from the Doan family. The picture up there you see is, of course, my wife, Becky, and then our baby, Haley, who was born in Hong Kong. Doesn't she look like it? Blonde hair and blue eyes. No, she was born in Hong Kong. Haley just turned 18 this year. We can't believe it. Uh, She was kind of like a nine years late comer in the family. We had Sadie in April. Y'all, all of you know Sadie. Um, but Haley was our nine years down the road baby, so all four of us felt like we had this little toy in the house, you know, for the rest of our lives. But they do grow up, and um, she's going to uh, Baylor University to study nursing next year by God's grace and wants to be a nurse. But that's an update on the family. Uh, Sadie, first of all, Becky and I are still married. She still loves me. We're in love with each other. We do our work together. She goes on several trips with me. Um, right now, we're still trying to get Haley through high school through the past few years. So she's been a little bit stationary than I am. Uh, but we still do all this together. So anything you hear about what I'm doing, uh, Becky and I do it together. It's not a Ralph Dome show. But then our oldest, Sadie, who many of you know, taught here. <clears throat> she's uh, living out her dream. Uh, always, from the time she was five years old, she wanted to be a mommy and marry a minister. And I didn't talk her into that. That's what she's always wanted to do. And so she's married to a youth pastor in South Carolina and has two babies. She gave us our first granddaughter, Charlie. And then this past year, our first grandson, uh, little Cannon. And so I'm a grandpa twice now. And um, so we celebrate that. But again, I just want to say again, not to be a, sound like a broken record, but thank you for loving on my daughter, Sadie, when she was here working at Highlands Christian Academy. Um, April, our middle daughter, uh, works in corporate America. Um, she's never wanted to be a mother. <laughs> you know, she hasn't been naming babies at all. Uh, she loves corporate world, and she's uh, with American Express and doing all that that corporate America does. And uh, we, we, get, we send her the prettiest Christmas card, if you know what I mean. She's making all the money in the family. So uh, that's our middle daughter, April. I'm just teasing. And then, of course, Haley, I just told she's just graduating from high school this year and be going into nursing school 
next year. And all the girls actually, uh, even still today, even Sadie included, go with me from time to time on missions trips and working in and around Asia. Sometimes I need their language skills. They, their Chinese is better than mine even to this day. So uh, I like to take the girls with me many places I go and help me out. So I uh, just want to show the family photo first to remind you all that this is not a Ralph ministry. It's, it's a Doan family ministry, but it's also your ministry at Grace Baptist Church. As a church family, we work together. Amen? And then not just that, but we work with missionaries all around the world and just God's family. It's just huge, and it's awesome. And so I want to celebrate family first and utmost this morning. The first picture I want to show is uh, one of my, it's become more like an iconic picture. I show this almost everywhere I go. Uh, just to remind us why we do what we do. Uh, these little girls didn't, they weren't growing up near the dump or at the dump. They were growing up inside the dump. What you and I would call the garbage pile, they called home. Uh, but by God's grace, many people came together. Churches came together. Some businessmen pulled in. Uh, some teachers came together. We started a, a church in, uh, uh, in Camp Phnom Penh, Cambodia for these kids and started pulling these kids out. People gave blankets, clothes, medicine, food, and um, long story short, there's like 300 kids now outside of this dump going to school every day, eating good every day. They've been dewormed and all that kind of medical stuff. They're healthy today. And a missionary family moved to... Nam Penh, Cambodia, two families actually, started the church, and now these kids are all going to Sunday school every Sunday, and they don't live in that dump anymore. Amen? On top of that, they know they're a child of the king. You probably still wouldn't want to be in their house today. It's not that nice, but they know they're a child of the king, and they know that's the answer to everything. Even they know we're not defined by the house we live in. Amen? They know they're defined by who they belong to. Jesus Christ, the King of King and Lord of Lords. But a little step further, I want to show a video at this time. It's only a one-minute clip, and I just want to kind of celebrate a little bit in Cambodia what's happened through the past few years. If we could just show that real quick, I'll come back. And all God's people said, right out of that city dump, that young man's got a new bride, beautiful little girl, young girl, and... Um, they're just studying the ministry now in seminary, studying God's word, and want to plant a church next year uh, in their home country of Cambodia. Amen? That's what happens when God's people pull together. It's just not about feeding them or educating them. It's bringing them in to walk with the Lord. And out of that 300 kids, here comes one of them being called into full-time ministry to plant a church. And so we celebrate that. And that's why manna is really a child development ministry. The next picture I want to show is some kids in a little computer lab that we semi-built and on the Burma border. And uh, we try to bring development to all these kids. You know, when they're playing by down by the river and they got a little stick and, you know, barefooted, they look so innocent. In fact, they seem a little happier than the average kid in America, to be honest with you. Just a real simple life. But if they stay that way, when they get to be this big, they're going to continue to be pawns and working in sweatshops, and no education, and, you know, just don't even understand why they were even created to begin with. They get caught up in the darkness, human trafficking, child trafficking, all that stuff. And so we really want to try to <coughs> develop these kids. 
I want to show another video at this time to kind of celebrate Mana Asia. But as you watch this video, I want you to think about what you're watching here. Um, it starts out a little slow. These uh, Everywhere we go, we build schools and get these children in school. We always bring English lessons, so they come out bilingual. And that's a great skill set in itself, as you know, living in South Florida, to be bilingual. And so when we come over there to visit them in, in Burma, they always try to show off a little English for us, you know. But they're singing a song that just blesses my heart because they still live in a very dark environment. But they know to whom they belong now. They know they're a child of the king. So as you watch this video, celebrate these little kids in a very... It, they live in, a, in an area of the, of the globe that's a very heavy flow of child trafficking. But these kids weren't caught in that. They, the light was brought to them by God's people. And they're children of light now. They live in the light. And they're celebrating that new found life in Christ, even though they still live around some dangerous elements. You'll see a little girl in a red hat who's getting leukemia treatments. Uh, you'll see group shots of our team members when we take mana trips. And that's what we like to do, going to Kathmandu through the years, is take many of you over there to help with these orphans. But you'll see group shots working shoulder to shoulder, not over these people, but with them and learning to love them and look at them eyeball to eyeball, nobody over the other all of us understanding we're siblings in Christ. And uh, education for child development. You'll see a little construction going on, uh, which represents a permanent presence, so they know we're there to stay, not just coming in and throwing some food or candy at them and going home and calling that a missions trip, but really engaging their world and engaging their lives and making a difference. So you'll see some construction that represents what I believe God blessing us with some permanent presence and then you'll see communist officials some pictures of those guys i can't tell you who's who i just want to give you a bird's eye view of what you're looking at in this video these kids are coming out of laos thailand burma north korea china vietnam hong kong and they're just in all these different countries but you'll see pictures of us with communist officials who are welcoming us into their country to help their kids we don't work around them. We don't work under them. We don't do anything underground and all that James Bond sneaky stuff. We want the government to know who we are. We're God's people. We're Christians. We're believers. And we're coming to bless their children of their country. And it just works beautiful that way. So we don't do anything uh, black market, underground, smuggling, none of that stuff. Uh, and then you'll see a little bit of children just having a fun day. You know, some of these kids never get to really be kids sometimes. Uh, they're working in factories with their parents from the time they're five and six years old. Um, but we go over there sometimes, just give them a fun day. We do soccer camps. We do, you know, just uh, just all kind of music lesson camps. We bring theater, aerobics, everything we can think of to these kids. They give them a fun day. They learn English and all those different domains of sports and the arts. Um, and I think it's one way that Americans can love on them, because America has a special gift. It's called doting. We love to dote, don't, don't we? And I'm a grandpa. We love to dote. And I think Americans going over and just doting on these kids for a whole day, it just, it just brings life to the area, and the kids just love it just for that day. They get to win ribbons and trophies and all kind of goofy stuff, you know, but it's really fun for that day. And then you'll kind of see a little glimpse of the importance of going back 
and not just taking one missions trip and calling it a day, but going to visit these children, engage their world. You may have to come home, but then go back again and see them again. They love it when we come back. They can't believe it when you come back the second time that you'd really come back to, just to see me again. I have nothing to give back to you. I have, and they just can't believe you come back to see them again. You'll see an embrace from one gentleman that I take on trips several times in Thailand and a young lady who's just kind of latched on to him as her American papa, you know, and she just loves it when he shows up. So, But anyway, let's just watch the video. It's about five minutes long. Um, enjoy it. It kind of represents what we do with manna in Asia, and you're a part of that through supporting our family and others around Asia. And just let this be your video, but it's a nice little celebration video. Hope you enjoy it. That's just a quick glimpse of what goes on around Asia throughout the year with these kids and just reaching into areas where they just don't seem to have a lot of light. And when God's people show up, it just makes a huge difference. So thank you for all your help and all your giving and praying. I really do appreciate every bit of that because it really does make a huge difference. There's an old saying in missions, money gets us there, but prayer keeps us there. And so thank you for everyone who does both or one or the other. It all, it all matters and it all makes a huge difference. If you have your Bibles, please turn them to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. <clears throat> We're going to come back to the cards in a little while, but just before we do that, I want to bring a message from God's Word that I hope will be an encouragement to everyone, not just about filling out a card or even thinking about missions in Asia. This is really apropos to all of us in this room right where we live today, every day of our lives. Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the church of Colossae. He had gotten word from one of the church leaders, Apophis or Epaphras, depending on where you come from. Uh, one of the church leaders brought word to Paul in prison that uh, the church of Colossae was doing good. Man, they were vibrant. They were passionate. He had shared with Paul that they all felt like they had been given the light of the gospel. And now they want to be a part in world evangelism and taking that light to those who need it because they've been blessed with that light. And uh, so Paul is kind of writing a letter in response to this young church to encourage them on this new endeavor of building a local New Testament church, just like Grace Baptist Church here in Pompano Beach. Ce celebrating your 50th anniversary soon? Am I thinking right? 50 years. Who would have... Ever believe that, you know, so it takes time to establish a church. You can start anything, but to establish something is hard work. It takes time, long term planning. And the Apostle Paul, as a mentor, he's writing this letter back to the church of Colossae to give them some ideas about church work long term. And I think it can be apropos for all of us in this room this morning. Some people have been in this thing forever for like 100 years plus maybe. Others are just getting started in your Christian walk and being a part of a local body called the church. And so let's just take this letter from Paul and just stab it right in our own hearts this morning. Let it pierce us, open us, and receive what he has to say to us this morning through God's word. Beginning in verse number 9, Paul, receiving this report now, says these words back to the church of Colossae. 
For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. That's awesome, isn't it? Isn't it good to be prayed for? You know what's awesome about giving to Faith Promise Missions? Now, we as missionaries, we need your help. We need your money and support. <coughs> but you know what's really cool? When you start giving to Faith Promise Missions as a church, I was looking at all the missionaries on the wall back there in the foyer. Did you know there's people all over the world praying for Grace Baptist Church all the time? I know you pray for us and you pray for our mission works, but we, we help people understand how we got there, who's helping us. We don't brag on you too much, you know, but we try to explain to them how we got there and who's working with us. We're not doing this work by ourselves. And you have people praying for you all over the world here at Grace Baptist Church. And that's a huge blessing to be prayed for. So Paul tells him right away, we haven't stopped praying for you since we heard this report. And then he says this, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul is saying in verse number nine there <coughs> that we've been praying for you without stopping, that you would be filled with his knowledge. In other words, that you as a church will learn how God works. It's one thing to call on Jesus to be your savior. It's another thing to really know how God works. How does he work? My mother died with bone cancer at age 56. I don't understand why God took her home that soon. I really don't. She's, she's one of the best women I've ever known in our church, you know, and you think, I'm thinking, I know a few people that cause trouble all the time. God, take them out, not my mom. You know, I remember thinking those thoughts. I got a brother who passed away with a brain tumor at age 43. I don't understand why so soon. But I'll tell you what helps me follow God even through those negative experiences. Back when I was in university, <clears throat> on the weekends, I was teaching a third grade boy Sunday school class every Sunday. And I mean, I was there every Sunday. I was Johnny on the spot, Sunday school teacher. I took it real serious. I loved those boys, loved doing it. They're bouncing around like popcorn half the time, you know, but I still had a good time. I was as young as they were, I felt, you know, and right in there with them. One day I went out to go to church and I drove an AMC Hornet Sportabout. Anybody in here old enough to remember AMC Hornets? All right. If you saw one with gray duct tape holding the fenders on, that was mine. That was my puppy, you know, my car. I went out there to go to teach Sunday school and bam, transmission falls out. I'm not going anywhere. Just sitting right there in the driveway. So my first thought was I'm going to go in and call my pastor. Now, I don't know exactly what I was hoping he would say. <coughs> Conscious or subconscious. But here's, here's something maybe I was hoping. Well, you know, Brother Ralph, you're one of our key Sunday school teachers. We need you. Thankfully, Mr. Deacon Jones, I mean, he's been working on transmissions with his grandpa since he was four years old, and he knows transmissions backwards and forwards. I'm going to send Deacon Jones to your house this morning. He's going to fix that thing. won't cost you a dime. And I don't know if those are the exact words I was hoping, but when I called my pastor, I was hoping for an element of help. 
So when I call my pastor, Mrs. Pastor answers the phone. And this is in Atlanta, Georgia. So I tell her my dilemma, and this is what I hear. Oh, my stars. My, my. Thank you. You knew. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, my, 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 my. You know, I'm just so excited to see how God is going to just work through your life through this. Now, I don't advocate slapping pastor's wives. I really don't. I really don't. But I'm sitting there like, did you hear what I said? You know. But you know, my pastor's wife that day, she set Ralph Doan on a journey of learning to understand how God works. Because I thought if I'm serving God, he's always going to rescue me right there on the spot. I don't know why I thought that, but I had this feeling of entitlement that, hey, Look what I'm doing, man. You, you, you owe me, you know. And my pastor's wife sent me on a journey of learning how God works. And sometimes when you can't follow God's hand, you just trust his heart. He's not there to hurt us. He's teaching us something all the time. And I began to understand how God works. And Paul is telling this new church in Colossae that, hey, long term, You need to really start learning how God works. And that's my prayer for you to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why do you want to learn all that? Paul says is to get a gold star and think you're number one, like a varsity Christian or something. No, he's saying this in verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Don't you love patience? How many of you are tempted to say amen? (laughs) You know, none of us like that word. I don't like that word. But I have learned how God works. And I learned this, holiness doesn't happen in a hurry. That's why it's huge for us to be patient with each other. Be patient with each other. Be patient with your children. Someone said, no one's ever wrapped their car around a telephone pole going five miles an hour. It's usually 105 miles an hour. So just patience. Just know that God's at work. And it's not all going to happen yesterday. That's my DNA. I want it. You know, I pray for patience and give it to me now. I'm one of those kind of guys. But I had to learn how God works. And sometimes it's real slow. Sometimes it is fast. Sometimes it's real slow. And Paul's telling this church, just be patient and let God do a work. I know for these musicians up here. By the way, who's the dude uh, playing a trombone and hitting the tambourine at the same time? Who's that guy? Dude, that's awesome. You're like my new hero. I'm like, how do you do that? I've never seen a trombone player play a tambourine. That was awesome, man. I thought that was so cool. But anyway, 
You know, these musicians, I'm sure you have to hit the wrong note over and over, and somebody in there is like, oh, come on, you know. I know when I sang in choir, I sang in choir a lot growing up, it's always the bass section. They got the easiest notes, but they're always off. I'm like, come on, man, it's two notes, you know. I'm just I'm picking on bass singers. Some it, Things just take time to come into harmony and to let God do a beautiful work. Ralph's done several things that's kind of okay. But whenever I've let God just bring it all together and let him bring it together perfectly and in harmony, it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. And Paul's saying, let your church be a beautiful journey. But to do that, sometimes you've got to get out of the way and patiently let God do his work and in his timing. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father. My, my, how a, just a thankful spirit changes a room, doesn't it? You ever been in a room full of unthankfulness and then go in a room with thankfulness? It's, they're two different rooms. And that's just like one of those horse sense verses almost. But giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Paul's telling this church, you are joint heirs with Christ. Live like it. Embrace it. Be those saints in light. Don't try to be cool church. Don't try to be awesome church. Don't get focused on being Walmart church. Being the biggest and you know biggest thing. Just be the church. And walk in that light that God gives you. And be that saint that God's created you to be. But we're all different. I learned that yesterday on a golf course. I'm playing golf with Reg Cook and Ken Lopez. And by the way, there should be something in your church constitution. I'm just going to make a motion right now. I know the pastor's gone. We probably shouldn't do this. But just make a motion that anytime those two guys play golf, there should be a referee. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, all right? I'm just teasing. You know, Ken Lopez hits a bad shot, and he's yelling all the way down the fairway about that shot. He's just so mad at himself, you know. And Reg Cook hits a bad shot, and he's hit, he hit plenty of them. But he hits a bad shot, and he's just mumbling to him. You know. But Ken Lopez, he's screaming. The whole course can hear him complaining about his shot. We're all different, aren't we? I'm not going to talk about my bad shots. Let's just leave that alone. But seriously, we're all different. And in fact, so a pastor asked many years ago, what is a saint? It was a rhetorical question. It was asked in a big church, big old stained glass windows all around. And about every other window was St. Mark, St. Luke, St. Matthew, and on and on. And a little kid was looking around when the pastor asked that question. And when the pastor says, what is a saint? A little kid raised his hand. He goes, I know. The pastor says, yes, young man, what's a saint? He looked at all those pictures. He says, a saint is somebody the light shines through. I thought, what a simple but profound answer. Just somebody the light shines through. Paul's telling his church, nobody's got to be Superman. Nobody has to be chairman. Nobody has to be super duper whatever. You just be a saint in the light. And let his light shine through you. Comes in all different shapes and sizes. All different personality types. Introverts, extroverts. 
whatever. Just, you know, you know the line. Just go on and on. He says, let's all be saints in the light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. There's a lot of ugly words in a way in those verses. They sound warm, but blood and forgiveness of sins, darkness, the power of darkness. But the beauty, Paul tells this church, is through this one, I'm writing you about the Son of God, the creator of us all. He's delivered us from some really, really bad stuff. The truth is, dark, the darkness can really get dark. You know, my name's Ralph, okay? It's not the most handsome name in the world, but my mom named me that, and that's who I am. I've often thought, I've got five nephews. I kind of envy my nephews. Wouldn't it be fun to have a weird Uncle Ralph, you know? Just make fun of Uncle Ralph. You know, that'd just be fun. That sounds like fun to me. And the fact, it sounds like fun to them, and they do, okay? But I love my nephews. They're good guys, but they like to make fun of Uncle Ralph sometimes. But you know what I thought sometimes? They can make fun of me and just laugh about my name and all that, you know, but if, if my mom's mom, my mamaw, my grandmother, if my mamaw ever hears them making fun of me, she's going to mess them up. Because, you know, you don't make fun of little Ralphie when mamaw's around. You with me, grandmothers? Amen? Safest place in the world, mamaw's presence. I say that a little humorously, but I say that on purpose for this. One of the ministries you saw in that video, those kids were laughing and just celebrating. And I'm telling you, it's just, I can't wait to take you guys over there. But in one of those ministries on the Burma border, over the past four years, <coughs> we've had three different grandmothers sell their grandkids off to child traffickers. You know, grandmothers don't do that. But they did. The darkness gets really, really dark and mean and hateful. Destructive. It really hurts people. And Paul's emphasizing to this church that you are joint heirs with Christ, the one who has delivered you from the power of darkness. Through redemption, through his blood, we have forgiveness of sins. Not to make you feel guilty, but to set you free. To live as a saint in the light. So don't meddle in the darkness. Don't flirt with the dark. Just enjoy the light that God's given you. And share that light. Amen? Share that light. This church wants to do that. The church at Colossae wants to do that. Paul is reminding them patience, long-suffering, 
All that's going to be part of this journey. Grace Baptist is, I think you've enjoyed some longevity that hasn't always been smooth around here, has it? Whether it's been of man's making or whether it's been of a natural disaster like a hurricane. I know you guys went through a huge hurdle there with that hurricane season that we all went through in Florida years ago. Hasn't always been smooth. But through long suffering and just being patient with each other, letting God work things out, you're going to celebrate 50 years. And Paul's telling the church of Colossae, just keep working. Think long term. Don't be a sprinter. Be a marathon runner. Live in the light and then share that light. Those are Paul's words to the church of Colossae. I can just go back to these cards just for a moment. Just going to ask you to just pray over sponsoring a child for one year. Please hear this. Please hear me very clearly. This is what I do for a living. So I just love to do it. There's times when I sit in my own church and a need comes up that maybe a missionary has or a Somebody else has is doing a work right here in the States, whatever. And I, I just can't give that day. And God doesn't impress upon me to reach in my pocket and give my $10 bill. Or many times I do, but sometimes I don't. So I want you to understand, I totally understand that God may not lead you to sponsor a child this year. And that's really okay. But if he does lead you to do it, I encourage you to step out and fill out the card. It's $28 a month. That feeds and educates a child almost anywhere in Southeast Asia. Nepal will be pretty similar. We'll stretch it as far as we can go. and we'll, we'll learn more about that as the years go by. Right now, $28 a month, we'll, we know will feed a child. Probably will also help educate with school supplies. And just kind of rescue them out of the harm's way. We know education and food isn't the answer to everything, but it just kind of brings them in. You know why those grandmothers sold their grandbabies off? Desperate people make desperate choices. It's really sad, but they get so desperate. And that's what we're trying to just eliminate that desperate element in life. And that way they can hear the gospel. They can sit and listen in a safe environment. We're there with them. And it just gets better and better and better. So please pray over these cards if you would. I'm going to challenge you with this thought. Several years ago, I was invited to preach in a missions conference in, in uh, Bogota, Colombia. And I'm telling you, man, those people, they kiss everybody down there. I don't know if y'all have ever been to it. Those Latino, man, he's like, they, they kiss. Their, I've never been kissed so much in a week in all my life. The, one of the funnest missions conferences I've ever been in. It was so fun. But everybody's just lovey and passionate and excited to do God's work. But in Bogota, Colombia, there's a church there that has a membership of two hundred thousand. I thought, what does a church of two hundred thousand even look like? What does children's ministry look like on Sunday morning? You know, Lord, help those workers. Someone asked that pastor in an interview, how did you get to be two hundred thousand members? And please understand, I'm not in a numbers game. I don't care how big a church is. It, God works in all sizes. Bigger church doesn't mean bigger God to me at all. But I'm just saying, this was an interesting interview. How did you get to be 200,000 members? And the pastor said this. 
we lose no one. I mean, Sam stops showing up, find out he's down there at the bar Saturday night getting drunk and hung over Sunday morning, and we go down there and find Sam, we bring him home. I don't know how you flesh all that out. I don't know how long you chase people. I grew up five foot seven in America. That's short, you know. That's why I love Asia. I play power forward when I play basketball in Asia. It's awesome. <laughs> I grew up five foot seven, named Ralph. I mean, if a girl ain't gonna date you, she ain't gonna date you. Right? I mean, you can chase her all day long. I don't know how you chase people your whole life, but I'm just thought we lose no one. What a wonderful heartbeat for a church body. Say, we lose nobody. We're not letting the devil have any of them. Let's go get them. And I want to take that same heartbeat to say, Grace Baptist, Ralph Doan, Dave Freeman, Katmandu, Nepal, let's don't lose any of those orphans. Let's just go after all we can get. And let's see the difference we can make in their little lives. If God allows you to do so, if he touches your heart today, Please fill out a card um, and sponsor one of these kids. If he tells you, wait, maybe till next year, you just wait till next year. But we need help, and I'm asking for your help today. I'm going to ask musicians to come, if you could, and just kind of lead us in a song. Just take time to pray over this. Think about it. You might need to borrow a pen from somebody. If you see somebody who needs a pen, maybe let them uh, use it. If... You don't feel you want to sponsor a child this year. Just leave your card in your seat or take it home with you. At least pray over these children. Um, Maybe some of you want to give a one-time gift. Maybe you don't want to do a monthly thing. But there is a place on the card to sponsor a child for one one month at a time. There's a place you can give one time annually. I think it's 330-something, if I'm not mistaken, for the year. Or maybe it's a one-time gift of anything. But let's just reach out to these orphans and run out there and just see how many we can bring to the cross and uh, change their little lives. Get them educated. Get them in the warm clothes when it's cold. It does get cold there. Give them a nice warm bed to sleep in at night. Good parents in the house. Good missionaries there overseeing it. And uh, if you feel led to sponsor a child, just fill it out. And as the singer sing, we'll kind of take it as an invitational time. And I'll let who's ever going to close the service uh, collect the cards, however we want to do. And then just maybe by chance while they're singing, you're here today and you're hearing about God's love. We want to share with these kids and salvation, the cross. Maybe that's new to you. Maybe you're here today and you say, I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior here today. If that's your case, come on down front. I'll talk to you or someone else will meet you down here. You can ask Christ into your heart right here today. No qualifications, nothing you have to jump through to do it. He's just waiting to hear your prayer to invite him into your heart today. As we sing, would you come and then just please pray for these children.